You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nunra, here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the role of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. So what is happening everybody? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and an absolutely phenomenal week so far. Um, disclaimer, um, before we get started with the contents of the show... It's okay. Let me just say this. Um, I'm really happy that this is not a video podcast as well, <laughs> because I actually, you know what? I really wish that it was so that you could see how it looked like right now, because um, sometimes I just have these like random urges of uh, doing my skincare routine at really random times of the day and just before uh recording this episode i had this really weird urge to uh put on a face mask um i don't know how to describe it you just have that urge and you gotta do it like asap if you have the material ready so um i do have this peel mask so you i'll have to put it on and then it's wet and then over time, it'll get drier and drier. And then when it gets super dry, you can actually pe- peel it off. So uh, that's the type of mask that I put on. And then I literally put it on five minutes before I started recording the show. And as we speak, I can feel uh, because when it dries um, to all- most of you who have tried peel masks, <laughs> peel off masks, um, when it starts drying, your face becomes tighter and tighter and tighter. And as we speak, it honestly feels like <laughs> I got a facelift. Um, and I made the huge mistake of <laughs> putting the mask material around um, uh, like my, my mouth or like the muscles controlling my mouth. <laughs> So um, I'm really like actually putting an effort to move the muscles of my face to to speak during TKO. So you know what? Lesson learned. Um, number one, self care is important, but there's there's a time and a place for self care. Do not put on a peel mask uh, before you start recording a podcast. Ha, that rhymes. Ha ha. Yes. Um, but no, I love it so much. Honestly, I mean, who knows? Um, might start peeling it in the middle of the show. No, JK. I will do it later. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. But um, I just thought I should share this uh, iconic moment uh, here on the show. I mean, come on. We're like how many episodes in? We're like 267 episodes in. And I feel like, you know, between me and you guys, TKO Nation, we've just established that next level um, comfort between each other. It just feels like we're all, you know, siblings and the closest of friends. And I love it. All right. But, you know, uh, that's what's happening behind the mic right now as my face is getting tighter and tighter with this uh, peel off mask. Um, We'll see how that goes. I've never done this before (laughs) and uh, it is going to be an interesting experience for sure. 
as we do our episode. Um, so what else did I want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. So I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far, as we always say. Um, it is, uh, I can speak from personal experience and literally everybody else on uh, the continent, I think, uh, who does daylight permanent day not excuse me not permanent but daylight saving uh that happens uh starting saturday so daylight saving just hits everyone so hard every single time um and it's natural because you know our bodies are just entrained to a specific light cycle um and it's just pure biology like there's no arguing about it and then if you change certain stuff like that subjective stuff really when it comes to this like times not time zone but like uh, us springing forward or falling backwards an hour every time we have to do permanent uh, i keep saying permanent daylight saving ah that's another matter uh but every time we have to do daylight saving versus standard time uh our bodies have to adapt to these different changes but thankfully haha this is my promotion plug for circadian rhythms holla <laughs> um i don't know the circadian rhythms are my favorite thing to study uh more and more in life and in science that's why i'm literally doing a phd in the effects of circadian rhythms on health specifically cardiovascular system um but i just thought it was very timely for me to talk about it here especially because i feel like not just me but literally everybody else has been impacted by daylight saving and um I said that I hope all of you have been having a fantastic week. I know for most of you, you're still trying to uh, regain your uh, like, I, I don't know. How do I put this? Like you, you want to have that regularity in your sleep cycle again. And uh, you just want to adapt uh, as is natural. Just like me, uh, I've been really struggling with this daylight saving this year. Uh, I'm going to start to manually, literally train my body to waking up earlier uh, than it's used to so that it's in sync with the new timing. But oh well, what can we do? Um, it is the laws and regulations that dictate it. Um, speaking of those laws and regulations, damn, this just uh, turned into a circadian podcast real quick. But let me just get this off my chest. Um, you might have heard that there has been a bill passed in the states that uh, advocates for permanent daylight saving. That's why I kept saying permanent because it was literally it has been engraved in my psyche. And it's something that really bothers me as a circadian scientist because... It is, um, I, I told you guys, it is not good for your health, especially as you're transitioning into daylight saving. Um, there's so many statistics out there and so many scientific articles showing that um, the spring forward uh, by one hour, it can throw your body off uh, and out of sync by so much. And uh, it leads to more likelihood of adverse cardiovascular events and so many just just adverse events uh, in health because your sleep cycle is just thrown off balance and you're kind of like forcing your body to wake up by one hour when it's not really used to when it's 
honestly just used to uh, that previous uh, schedule and to the previous light settings, if you will. Uh, so it's not good. And um, it, it is of more uh, importance, especially for people who live in the West Coast, uh, because if we do have year round, excuse me, year round uh, permanent daylight saving, it is going to be making people uh, like the the schedules of those people even harder because, for example, we're going to be having days that um, sunrise will eventually fall to like so so many later hours in the day. Uh, that you're already like it doesn't really matter because you know if you go to work you have to be at work at nine o'clock you don't care if sunrise is at 9 30 you don't care if sunrise is at 10 o'clock in the morning uh so it does that will happen at certain areas um i feel like that's something that the uh lawmakers refuse to see and or they they just turn a blind eye to all those facts um so I really hope that people responsible actually see the faults in the decision, the the decision that they made, and you know, it's not about you like opening up the city at a certain time of day. It's about what works for people's lives and what what is the realistic way of having people, you know, maintain their health but also be happy. So. As as a person who does research in this field, I can tell you, th- first of all, thank you so much for listening to me rant about this. <laughs> um, but it is very important. Uh, I feel like we need more awareness in this in this field because even though it seems really subtle, uh, it does impact you more than you think. So I hope the people who need to hear this actually hear this and do something about uh, uh, excuse me about it. Oh yeah, no. From the, from how I'm like sometimes slurring my words. Hopefully, you can tell the impact that daylight saving has been having on me as well. But you know what? Who cares? Because this is TKO, and every time we do TKO, um, everything is just like you know outdoor. We're here to be hype. We're here to have fun on the show. Anyways, okay, so. You know, they like saving a lot. Uh, <laughs> another thing is happening this uh, upcoming weekend. We're going to be having the first year of spring. Beautiful. It's my favorite time of the year. And with the first year of spring, as it is tradition on TKO, uh, I want to say a big, big, big congratulations to all my fellow Persians uh, out there who celebrate Persian New Year, aka Nowruz, which uh, is celebrated on the first day of spring. And with it, there's just like so many awesome traditions and uh, uh, everything is pretty nostalgic to me. And uh, it's just such good feels, um, you know, all the good vibes from spring itself and also all the cool stuff that the cultural traditions bring uh, with Persian New Year. I really wish there was a way that um, I could invite more people to celebrate Persian New Year with me and like my family and my friends and like my whole community because it is a beautiful thing and um, 
uh, let me just tell you about some of the cool things that happened during Nauru's and Nauru's. I want you to think of it as Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter combined. Uh, in that, so it is New Year's, which brings all the good stuff with it. It is kind of like Christmas because uh, you do get to exchange gifts, and there's a family get together, and there's that element of it, and then there's a lot of feasting and eating good food, which is kind of like Thanksgiving, and then like you know families getting together, and then celebrating that way. And Easter actually because uh, Persians have this thing, so they um, set up this symbolic table of different elements of nature, each representing. Uh, a value in life and one of the things that they put on this table is uh, eggs that have been painted which is very similar to um, Easter traditions um, and I think it is supposed to symbolize the same thing so like rebirth and just like birth in general which is very symbolic of spring right so all that good stuff it is my favorite time of the year it is my favorite um i mean it's not really a holiday but um you know in, in spirit it is an awesome holiday i love it so much so happy Nauru's to everyone who celebrates it and happy first day of spring in advance so we t uh, talked about Persian stuff. We talked about Persian New Year and Nauru's. And we do have some more Persian updates coming your way. Wow. This just like, I personally, <laughs> I personalized this episode so much. But um, in terms of combat sports, we have a individual, a uh, sports figure who's making headlines right now, who does uh, identify as Persian. Uh, we're going to be talking about him and his upcoming fight, uh, which has been very interesting. And there's been an interesting lead up to this fight. And uh, that's what we're going to be mainly talking about. But also, before I get into that, there is going to be a fight night uh, this upcoming weekend for the UFC. We're going to be having Alexander Volkov fighting off against Tom Aspinall uh, for a heavyweight bout which uh, is going to be very interesting. I feel like whoever wins this fight will move up to the top five contenders link, er, not link, <laughs> list uh, in the heavyweight division, which is pretty um, uh, stacked right now. And there is a lot of competition for those top five spots. So it will be a very interesting fight between Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall. I haven't, I have to admit, I haven't really seen Tom fight a lot in the UFC, but from what I can speak of uh, in regards to Alexander Volkov, he is uh, very, very resilient and he comes from a very strong kickboxing background. So if he, if he utilizes that wisely in this fight, uh, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to win this fight. Uh, it is something that I think is quite is quite unique in the heavyweight division because most people that I can think of right now in the heavyweight roster in the UFC, they're mostly known for their, you know, that big punch that leads to a knockout. You know, um, they they have a lot of power. But that's that's what they're recognized with, you know. Even our champion Fran Francis Ngannou, wow, the British accent, 
Francis Ngannou, um, yeah, he's a great fighter and he's been getting better and better. But when you think about Ngannou, what's the first thing that you think of? That big right hand that if it connects with you, you're literally going to ascend directly to heaven, right? Uh, that's how powerful it is. Uh, you're going to be out in a millisecond. Okay, so that's uh, that's a good way of uh, putting it for the rest of the heavyweight division, at least for the most part, if you want to generalize. But then there are some other people like Alexander Volkov, who are still very, very incredibly talented. But, um, you know, they don't necessarily have that knockout power. But uh, uh, conversely, I would say they're pretty technical. And it's something that uh, is very unique about them and I really do applaud uh, that technicality about them because I feel like we need to break the stigma especially for the heavyweight division or heavyweight fighters rather that oh you know if you're a heavyweight we need to see a knockout we need to see an immediate finish and fights why can't we just have um, technical fights in the heavyweight division like that's also very exciting and enticing to watch why can't we normalize that right so uh for that reason i'm very excited to see this fight between alexander volkov and tom aspinall especially because alexander volkov he brings it in um every single time in terms of technicality and doing uh or fighting his fights very wisely and uh having a really well put um strategy for every single fight that he has so yeah he's gonna be fighting and it's gonna be very very interesting to see i would highly recommend everyone to catch up with this fight this upcoming saturday march 19th all right okay so uh what i want us to talk about in terms of the persian athlete who has uh tried to put a put his name up in the um combat sports map Okay, so you have probably heard about this upcoming fight, this boxing fight that I'm about to tell you about. So it is gonna, it is a celebrity boxing match, which uh, you guys already know my stance kind of relatively on celebrity boxing. I used to be very against it. Now I'm more open to it because uh, I feel like the fighters saw how um, celebrity boxing was being done initially and then they kind of adapted their their ways and when when we say celebrity boxing that doesn't mean that it's fake boxing it's still boxing but the figures um involved in it they're just uh you know they're well known for something that isn't necessarily boxing <laughs> so non-boxers trying to box but it's not like they literally come in come in there and don't even know how to throw a shot for sure they know how to throw a shot they train very hard for those fights but um that's just what we call it uh yeah there might be a misunderstanding if you don't know exactly what celebrity boxing is but that that's what it is it is real boxing okay so there is a upcoming celebrity boxing match coming up by Boxstar, which is a relatively new organization it's not one of those mainstream you know like you you open up your tv and then you see Boxstar just uh promoting about or something so uh i feel like they're pretty niche and this is the first time that I have heard about them. I'm not sure about you guys, but Boxstar has put up this very interesting celebrity boxing match in London. Um, and it is going to be between the Iranian Hulk, Mr. Sajjad Qaribi. And I said it, I tried my best to say it in a English pronunciation and really try to blunt out the Persianist, but 
oh well you know it was like something in between but uh the iranian hulk is going to be fighting off against the uh person who's uh been named the scariest man uh the the world's scariest man okay so that's the other guy's nickname and his name is martin ford who is a well-known bodybuilder and actor so uh, (laughs) i'm sorry i had to have that laugh over there um it is a very david and goliath match to me uh, especially because uh, it, it might not look like it. You know, you have the Iranian Hulk versus the scariest man in the world uh, going at it in a celebrity boxing match. Um, uh, you, you feel like there's going to be like two titans fighting against each other. But uh, when you look at the stats in this fight, it, it is a very David and Goliath match. And I'll tell you why. So uh, I didn't know this, but Martin Ford is six foot eight. Uh, and I believe he weighs around 309 pounds. And Sajjad Garibi, he is six foot two, and he weighs about 380 pounds. So it is it is a very David versus Goliath match. <laughs> I it, I'm sorry, I have to put it that way. Even though they're both big fighters. Uh, I cannot get over the fact that Martin Ford is that tall. Um, that is going to give him a lot of advantages in this fight, um, especially because he already has that extra weight uh, with him. And then mix that up with his uh, uh, height. The height is going to translate to increase reach in this fight especially because it's a boxing fight so you need that reach and you need to be able to maintain your range with your opponent uh and that's easily going to be given to martin ford because of his height um so i was really shook when when i read the the stats um but you know the numbers kind of speak for themselves but also uh let let us sink in that uh the iranian hulk is just out there you know he first of all he's so fierce um he loves to trash talk his opponents and um you know he has he too has been training super hard um he is 380 pounds which is very much like especially if you're a heavyweight fighter and he's he's not a small guy he's six foot two um so even if he throws a mediocre shot it is going to be a big shot it's going to be a massive shot so yeah even though um martin ford is going to be having that physical advantage in this fight with his height and reach establishment i feel like if he's not cautious enough then uh, Sajjad Garibi can throw a punch, which is going to be so much more powerful, excuse me, powerful as a result of that extra weight being carried around, translating to the torque of the punch. And uh, boom, you know, Martin Ford can easily get knocked out if he's not careful enough in this fight. Um, (laughs) And I know it's so hard to judge the fight right now uh, because we're kind of like we're about a month away from the fight. So actually, the fight was supposed to happen April 4th. But um, they say Boxstar said that um, there's been some um uh, uh just uncalled for stuff including injuries that have made the fight be postponed to april 30th which is not bad at all because both guys get extra time to train and whatnot um and they have more time to p- 
prepare for all the crazy stuff that's going to be coming towards them uh during fight nights but overall this is a fight that um we haven't had a freak fight like this in so long in the world of combat sports and i i'm really sorry like i don't mean it to come out in a negative way i don't mean it to have a negative connotation i'm actually very excited to see this fight but uh I, I, I hope that you understood uh, what I was meaning by that. Um, it is going to be a very interesting fight because it's not every day that we f- see fighters this big um, and this powerful go against each other and uh, box each other, literally. Uh, and they're not even professional boxers. <laughs> see, okay, I hope that you can tell that I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of cognitive dissonance right now because... I'm uh, really like honestly going through the stats of this fight. I'm convinced that it is going to be a good fight. It is going to be a battle of titans. It is going to be a good heavyweight boxing fight. But also on the other hand, I just the part of me, the the hardcore combat sports boxing fan that I am, that part of me is just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? These people are not even boxers to have not boxed at all in the past. And here they are trying to go against each other in this pretty, like, this is a big boy fight. Um, You know, just, just because it's a celebrity boxing fight doesn't take any value away from it. This is a real fight, but these are non-boxers, let me remind you. Um, so... As much as we see the stats speaking for themselves, uh, we also have to let the experience speak uh, speak for itself because they're not experienced boxers and we don't know how this fight is going to turn out. Uh, As much as we want to be excited for it, these guys are not boxers. One is a bodybuilder. The other one is um, he just works out a lot. The Iranian Hulk. uh, I really like him and I applaud him for um like the persona that he tries to put out but he mainly does strength and conditioning and um you know he's not an athlete per se but you know what regardless let's just keep an open mind to this and see how things will turn out right um i'm not i'm not trying to form a, a perception about this fight but you know what i feel like as the, it would be the mature thing to not be biased and not to sugarcoat stuff and to be real (laughs) about what we should be expecting in this fight so uh i feel like the cognitive dissonance honestly to answer myself uh i feel like the cognitive dissonance is fair (laughs) um so there's definitely some good parts to this fight and there's some stuff that literally makes zero sense in this fight but you know what just such as combat sports and you never really know like it could it could turn out to be an amazing fight or um it could turn out to be a ridiculous fight (laughs) but regardless um it was a fight that i came across and i have been seeing some of their face-offs already um they were pretty hype uh that's why i kind of thought about discussing it here on the show but um yeah, no, that fight is coming up April 30th. Uh, it will be interesting to see. We're going to be talking about it more as it approaches. But uh, as for now, 
that that was uh, everything I wanted to talk about today. In the upcoming weeks, we're going to be having more UFC fight nights, uh, more boxing, you know, just just some chill stuff. Uh, no crazy like title shots or anything coming our way, which is kind of disappointing but you know what maybe we'll use this uh time and opportunity to harp on other aspects of combat sports uh, maybe talk a little bit about like combat sports and martial arts philosophy which we haven't done in a bit and uh we could also talk about combat sports movies you know we could even like talk about different types of combat sports that we don't usually talk about here on the show could we talk about what's happening in the world of Muay Thai and the world of kickboxing and whatnot or some other organizations that aren't as mainstream. So, yeah, I would love to do that uh, for upcoming episodes. Um, very excited. Very excited for everything. Uh, and I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRE.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, John Non, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.